0: Good morning, everyone. So glad you're here today. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be sad in it, (laughs) mad in it, glad in it. Okay, praise God. I just enjoy the presence of God. Um, We're so blessed, uh, the worship group and Uh, All the people that come and visit us to sing with us every Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're going to move right along. Uh, We're going to be doing, uh, as normal, I'm going to do one Sunday morning on how near is the end. And uh, we're going to be on it for a while, but it's going to be intermingled with other messages and thoughts and ideas. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving actually next Sunday to put it in kind of the weekend perspective. Because we're going to move from there into basically the Advent, which is a time that Christians recognize that Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Yes. And uh, that's, that's it. That first song, it says another resurrection. Yes. Okay, there is going to be another resurrection. Yes. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Yes. Praise God. And then we'll be raised and uh, those that are lost will be raised. And then we go get to see Jesus. And for us that are Christians, we that are Christians, that's good news. Amen. And let's try to make more on our side than on the other side. Because it is a serious opportunity for us to take advantage of what's going on in the world today to give people an answer. And we know his name, right? The the name of the person for the answer. Praise God. So don't hold it in. Let it out. Amen. That's so, so big. A lot of you are going to be with family. Remember, you're going to be with family. Remember you're an ambassador for Christ Jesus. Remember that you're a minister of reconciliation. So if somebody gets mad at the turkey, try to get things back together and all that kind of stuff. It's an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity when it looks like it's a struggle. I'm going to turn the heat down a little bit. Is that okay? Yes. I hit one notch while ago, and we'll hit another one. Maybe the back one's on 85 or something. I don't know. <laughs> for those of you that are watching this by YouTube, we had a slight intermission there for an adjustment in the temperature. Thank you for, for your patience. Glory to God! Isn't it interesting when we look at various things in the Bible that tie things together that we're talking about or singing about? Oh, maybe some of that's on purpose, right? This is yes. This is no. This is hey, no, man. Okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this day you've given us to glorify you we thank you, Holy Spirit, for opening our hearts, our eyes, our ears to be in your presence, soaking in the words that you give us, the thoughts you give us, the pictures that you see, uh, give us, the vision that you give us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're all about Think 200, and we agree with you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, if there's just a part of a verse we're going to read uh, out of First Chronicles twelve thirty two, and it's talking about the twelve tribes are being assembled. Um, they uh, it, it, it actually uh, you, what you might call their specialties are being spoken about. There's a head count, and they say you know like five thousand from this tribe, twelve thousand from that tribe, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's uh, all these are they have a focus of getting David on the throne. That's their whole idea. So that's the reason they're coming together. And there were this one tribe, they they had 200 men and all of their relatives (laughs) that were coming. Now, that could be 50, that could be 10 million. I don't know, you know. But all of the relatives were there. And this tribe, it says, 1 Chronicles 12 32, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. There's people, and you can be one of them. Understand the times, what's going on around you. Don't stick your head in the sand. There's no ministry called the Ostrich Church. Okay? So don't do that. What you need to do is listen to the Holy Spirit and do whatever He puts on your heart. That's that's it. Be led of the Spirit. Take the Word of God and apply it to your life and let the Holy Spirit empower you and give you the vision and the wisdom and the ingredients that you need to be all that you can be for the kingdom of God. So it, to me, this is a good model for us that we are aware of the times and that we know what to do. And I'm going to add one more part. You know what it is. And we do what we know. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, come on. We do what we know, what good is knowledge if you don't use it. Oh, my goodness, yes. So before we deal with how near is the end, we must ascertain the season for the end. Now, the Bible talks about the last days, which, by the way, is not the same as the end of time. The last days began 2,200 and X number of years ago, okay, the last days began basically at the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, and they reminded us of that when they quoted Joel two twenty eight. So, in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit, said the Lord. So, we're still living in the last days. We're not living before time. We're not living uh, before uh, whatever may or may not have happened with Adam and Eve. I think it happened six days before, but, you know, five days before. They were made on the 6th. Some people go, oh, no, you know, there's a billion years in between there. Okay, let's not argue about that. Let's just go on, okay? And the, the truth of the matter is time set in motion when God said, light be. And that was a purpose in everything he says. And the clock started, and then the last days started about... 2200 years ago and we are now we we left uh, BC behind and we're now walking in AD and yes I do understand what some people are saying the new letters are and I'm not going to use them okay that's just the way it is any more that I'm going to use pronouns for the wrong kind of people have uh, the wrong ideas God bless them we love them and we'll help them learn pronouns praise God we're going to spend quite a bit of time in Second Timothy today, if it's okay with Timothy on the front row. Um, so let's go to Timothy chapter 2. We're going to start out in verse 14, and we're just going to take Scripture today and walk through it. I believe you'll find much revelation in here, because most of us have read Timothy in the past, and we read it in about five minutes maybe. So let's, let's slow down a little bit. Let's put it in grandma gear and just kind of roll on, okay? This is talking about dealing with false teachers. And there are probably more false teachers today than there's ever, 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 ever been. Okay? There are teachers that are false religions, okay? The the Buddhists, the Muslims, those kinds of things. Um, the The but there's also teachers that call themselves Christians. And that's basically the ones that he's talking about here, the ones that have Christian name, but don't know the Christian gospel. He says in verse 14, keep reminding God's people, Paul's writing to Timothy, of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. Now, you know, what's the old song? You say this, and I, you know, potato, and I say potato. Uh, I mean, po- po- <laughs> but. Well, I got a lot of different answers on that one. <laughs> tomato, tomato, patio, potato. Uh, pa- patio. My Spanish teacher in the ninth grade would not let us say patio because that's Texas talk. Say patio because that's Spanish, and I always thought it was a toilet. But whatever. Anyway, (laughs) Um, it's of no value. Quarreling about words is no value. It it only ruins those who listen, and this goes to people who are Christians that try to do that, and they call people out publicly that never have even met and they've got a clip of their video, and it may be true, and it may not, but what is the spirit behind it? Are they trying to help people and glorify God? Or are they trying to show somebody that they know theology a little better? Now, and there's all kinds of people that, you know, may, they may have a mistake. They may have bad theology. They may be way off basis, I know there's one guy that's on YouTube and really and truly he didn't have much theology, but he's got the fire of God in him, and he leads more people to the Lord than most people do. And then he turns them over to somebody else as a wise man would, and let them be discipled by pastors and teachers. So whatever you're calling, whatever your ministry is, hook up with somebody. If you're an evangelist, hook up with a discipler. If you're a discipler, hook up with somebody who's an evangelist. That's fine. Maybe you need to hook up with two or three people. You know, I know in my ministry years, a lot of times I've been the diagnostician. You know, uh, it's kind of like your uh, primary health care person. They don't do anything except send you to somebody else, it seems like. But they're the ones that make the decision what you need and what help you. And we need to do the same thing with people. Because some people need deliverance, some people need healing, some people need to get in the Word of God themselves, and they need to be led through the Word of God, they need to be helped, they need to be encouraged, they need to be prayed for, they need to be picked up and brought to church, and then take them home. Please don't leave them here until next week. And then they need all these different things, and you can be a part of that. You don't have to be the whole thing. You're not their Savior, Jesus is. Okay? So we make this a lot harder sometimes than what it really is. Okay, So what we need to do is we need to use the body of Christ and its specialties. Verse 15, do your best to present yourself to God. Now, if you're reading out of a paper Bible or if you have the ability to highlight on your smartphone or your dumb phone or whatever you're using, you need to underline, present yourself to God. That's the one who's watching you. And he's not watching you to critique you, he's watching you there to bless you and to help you and to give you the words that you need and give you the compassion that you need and to be able to give you advice as far as how to lead them, etc., etc., etc. He knows it all. And so present yourself to God as one Approved a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. He did not say a pastor or an apostle or a prophet who needs not to be ashamed. He says a worker. That is a servant. That's what all of us are. We're serving God, and we're serving God by ministering to people. Okay? A work be do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. So what is he saying right there? Share what you know that you know. And if you don't know it, get an answer for them. You know, either say, I'm getting back with you tomorrow or next week or I know somebody that can help you, whatever it is. If you see a devil manifestation manifesting, cast it out. If you don't know what you're doing, call somebody who does. They'll use the name, the word, and the blood and get rid of that thing. That's what we need to do. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. But it's in this body, we may be, well, we're small in numbers. No, we're a megachurch. We're big inside. And that's what counts. And we have the spirit of God. You are a spirit-filled person. You have the mind of Christ. And you are the hands and feet and mouth. Of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And if you don't know something, that's fine. I don't know what's on page 896 of your Bible, okay? Don't be looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, at, at church of tomorrow, we have fun in church too. So, amen. Praise God. Okay, verse 16, avoid godless chatter, godless chatter, just talking to me talking, talking for the sake of talking, Sow, sowing seeds that are words, and if you read Matthew 12, 34, along there it tells you that you'll give account for every vain word that you've spoken. A vain word is a word like putting your car in neutral and revving up the engine and trying to go somewhere. You need to put it in drive. Or if you have three on the tree or four on the floor or six on the floor, you got to put it in gear and let the clutch out, okay? Because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Whatever you sow that shall you reap, you indulge in godless chatter and that'll take you away from your vision away from your purpose, away from your focus. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Now most of us probably haven't seen gangrene, but it's nasty. Real nasty. And it will eat your arm your off, your leg off or whatever else you've got it. So we need to be the medical people to help that person not have that. And hey if it's somebody sitting in this church, if it's me, be polite, but say, I rebuke you with No, no. To let them know, hey, that didn't sound very good. I don't think that's what you meant. Okay? It's fine to help people. I, I hear my wife all the time. And for those of you who don't know, she's in heaven. I Because why? Because I heard it so many times. And she had a way of saying, Dan, like nobody else in America... She's still talking to me right there. I'm not talking to the dead, okay? She's alive, by the way, too. Among them are Hermanius and Philetus, who have departed from the truth. We could stop right here and spend days on this. There's a movement called Progressive Christianity that's really digressive, and they deconstruct everything they've ever thought or learned and try to start all over with a different viewpoint and it is a doctrine of the devil. And don't think it's not. They don't talk about the cross like we talk about the cross. They don't talk about the Lord as we talk about the Lord. They don't talk about the Holy Spirit. as we. And they have the answers to do everything, and they accomplish nothing. Take your pick. They, maybe we ought to pick up some of their ideas, like one of them I know that has a pub night on Friday nights. You have to be of age to go. I'll tell you something. Maybe we just don't pass out a bunch of grass and say, free marijuana, come to church of tomorrow. Well, I want to tell you for sure, there's no high like the most high, and that's the one we serve. Not only serve him, but we serve him to you. Hallelujah. We want to introduce you to make a lasting relationship, you and the one who made you. Praise God. Hallelujah. That sounded like an advertisement right in the middle of it, didn't it? They say that the resurrection has already taken place. There was a group of people back then that said, you know, the dead have been raised. And they were spreading discord among the brethren because the people thought that they had missed the second coming. So they were all upset and they did not know that uh, the, the people were saying that. They're making up their own gospel, making up their own message, and they're trying to pull other people in, and the people that some of them were listening to didn't know any different. And they'll take that strange word and try to put it in what they know about God. We don't need strange words about God. We need the truth because only the truth is the truth. And they destroy the faith of some. What is the accomplishment, or excuse me, what is the vision of the devil? He comes to steal, kill, destroy. He wants to steal the word from you. He wants to kill you early, and he wants to destroy you in the pit forever. That's his mission. That's his, what he's trying to accomplish. And he's not this bad guy with horns and a pitchfork and all that stuff. He comes across as an angel of light. Oh, I just want to help you in your course of life. Listen to these words, and you'll find that you'll be happy. Well, I don't want to be happy. I want to be joyful, and out of that shall flow happiness. Out of because it's real. It's the real force. The Holy Spirit is. It's not some kind of positive motivational doctrine that somebody's taken the Bible and twisted it around to make it sound. Oh yeah, isn't that good? Isn't that good? When you leave here today, you'll be so high and so glad. You're high because you're smoking, smoking weed next to, to the guy next to you, or he is, or he, she is, or whatever. You ever been to a Christian concert? They lit up a, a weed, a weed, a joint. I have. Yeah, had a youth group there. That was years ago. We had an opportunity for witnessing. Praise God. Verse nineteen. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Three things. When you don't have meaningful conversation and our beliefs in your life, first of all, you can't glorify Jesus, okay? Okay. Secondly, you can't build yourself up in your most holy faith when you're over here. And number three, you can't be a witness to other people to give them an example of what it's like as a Christian. So those are the things we need to remember there. And he says, confesses the name of the Lord. What's he saying? Some people are confessing the name of the Lord and they do not know him. (laughs) They don't know him, and those sometimes are a little harder to reach than the ones that know they're lost. Okay, so there's this semblance of Christianity. Uh, Paul talked about it elsewhere, uh, denying the power of God, and, and, and they they don't deny they don't have the power of God, and they speak in nice, sweet terms that people like to hear and they think it's sugar-coated, and it is, honey. Sugar's not good for you all the time, okay? Got to have a little beef in there and, you know, some veggies and stuff, okay? They don't demonstrate the power of God because they're speaking enticing words of man's wisdom. Man's wisdom. James says man's wisdom is devilish, okay? Okay? So let's put these things together and think how they do apply to us today so that we can help grow and be what we're supposed to be and we can help others do the same. Verse 20, in a large house there are articles not only of gold and silver but also of wood and clay. Some are for the noble purposes and some for the disposal of refuge. Trash can or toilet flush. That's where it goes. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for noble purposes. So if you want to have that vibrant, thriving relationship with Jesus Christ, you need to throw some stuff away. You need to flush it, okay? And then that makes room for you to think about the things of God, which will increase your walk with the Lord. They will be instruments for noble purposes made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. By the way, holiness is a progressive doctrine. Holiness, sanctification, soul salvation, all three of them, same thing. We grow in that. We're born again and then God makes us righteous and holiness starts. And then we continually work on it because holiness is not the clothes that you wear, although there are some limitations there. We won't get into that. But it's what's in your heart. That's what Jesus is looking at. He didn't care if you got 3,000 tattoos on the end of your nose, He's looking at your heart. Okay? He doesn't care if you wear blue jeans, green jeans, shorts, or Whatever you wear, he's looking at your heart. And he wants to work on it. And that's where the purification process needs to go. Verse 22, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness. You know, evil desires of youth sometimes is nothing more than just frivolity. Moving right along. Pursue. Righteousness. Pursue it. I'm righteous. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We'll confess that, okay, but let's walk in it. Let's walk in it. And faith and love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. If you see a brother or sister in a fault if you see a brother or sister that's got a need if you see a brother or sister that's struggling can you pray for him can you pray with him sometimes praying with people is the greatest encouragement they'll ever get <coughs> excuse me verse 23 don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments arguments look at the adjectives but Realize the noun is what's really important. If it's an argument, if it's foolish or it's stupid, because you know they produce quarrels. How do you face stupid things? Great quote from the past, stupid is as stupid does. Thank you, Forrest. It's amazing to me the stupidity that were fed by all sorts of people. Yes, the progressive Christians, one of them. The governments are one of them. The bankers are. I mean, just what about the 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 tree huggers? Everybody wants clean water. Everybody wants clean air. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. I don't have a problem with you know renewable energy if it works. And I think we need to get things in order for that. But I'll give you an example, and this is not political. This is a good common sense thing. Automobiles in the United States and Europe put out 2% of the total carbon dioxide on this globe, 2%. Okay, if everybody in the United States and everybody in Europe drive EVs, it'll drop down to 1% because you still have to have a source for them to be able to plug into. So you're down to 1%. And at the rate that India and China are growing and care not about those kind of things, the overall amount of carbon dioxide is still going to be growing. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not putting our brains on it and doing the right thing at the right time. Plus the fact that EVs are just not there yet. You know, we've got to use a little sense. You don't just, you know, a, a child is not Two years old one day and 15 the next. It takes time to get them there. And everything else does. And some of you may think, well, that's a little strange. Well, just check it out yourself. You know? You want to spend eight grand for a car that's not going to really do anything any good? If you just like a quiet car, go ahead and buy you one. It's your money. You can buy 10 of them. I don't care. (laughs) But the, the idiocracy behind... Pushing that on people. Do you know in California? Live in California. Pretty soon you won't be able to buy a gasoline lawnmower, or a gasoline chainsaw, or gasoline anything else. <laughs> I mean, it is bananas, and uh, that's just amazing to me. So people are going to be rebuilding stuff, I guess, forever now. But the uh, the thing about it is, we need uh, we don't need to blast those conversations we just need to let people know about it because most people haven't read some of the things that are available and some of y'all haven't and I encourage you to do that seek it out praise God well he went to meddling now didn't he you bet you because it concerns you and your money and the the things that are being pushed on us doesn't make any difference which political party it is or which this or that it is it's just the truth um Let's go to verse, okay, 24. The Lord's, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. You are able to teach. Do you know that? You need to be able to teach. Do you know that? Look at the person sitting around you and say, you have the ability to be a teacher. Are you using it? Well, it's it he says, you know, that um we we need to know what we're doing. <laughs> so stay within your guidelines. Okay. But teach along those things. Is all if all you know is Romans nine Romans ten, nine and ten, stay on Romans nine and ten. And somebody says, What's that? Well, read it. Check it. Verse 25. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope of God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. That's what our mission is. God wills that everyone become saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. It is amazing. It is amazing how the devil will trap you. There's a lot of us that know what that's like. A lot of us were there sometime in our life. In fact, every one of us was. And we need, you you say, well, I've been in church all my life. Well, good. Who's been in your heart all your life? Moving right along. Second Timothy three. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. There will be terrible times in the last days. He didn't say at the end, he said in the last days. Now, as things come closer to the end, things are escalating. People will be lovers of themselves. Do you see that going on anywhere? Uh, Just pick up, what's that, People Magazine? I haven't seen one of those in about 30 years, but I know they're still there. Get you some drama. (sighs) Now, somebody takes this out of context and puts a video clip on that. I said that. (laughs) May you have a nose that grows five feet long. Thank you. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Remember, the love of money is the root of all evil, so they're being evil. Boastful. <laughs> well, you should have seen this place before I got hold of it. Yeah, that's what it was. You know, we had four, four head of cattle, and we had three rows of okra. And, man, I tell you what, now we got 5,000 head of cattle, and we got more okra than you can eat in a million years. That's what I did. No, you didn't. Get your own seeds in your own dirt and see what you can do with it. Proud. Abusive. Can I just insert abusive even to your own children? And what you allow them to do? What is your name, honey, today? What's your pronoun today? Children need help. They need direction. They need parenting. Disobedient to their parents, and will no wonder. Ungrateful. Unholy. Do you see anything that's unholy today in our society? In another shooting last night. You know, it's just crazy. And the, the shooting is the fruit of screwed up people. They call it mental health, and a lot of it, it's just flat demonic, but some people don't believe in demons. I wonder how many they have. <laughs> Be nice, Pastor Dad. Without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. We could talk about that one all day long into next week, next month. Those are signs that we see now more than it has ever been on this earth. We see signs that all of these qualify. We see signs that are trying to take people's lives and misdirect them so that the devil can steal and kill and destroy from them. He's starting now, well, basically starts in the womb, kills a large percentage of them, but he starts as young as he can. Now when a four-year-old, a boy declares he's a four-year-old girl and the parents go, yay, he knows who he is. Oh my gosh. And that's, that's happening all over the place. And it's being prompted and fed with a lot of public schools. Make sure... If you have kids, you know what kind of school they're in and what's being taught. And we've had politicians come out and say, you know, really, the parents don't know what's good. The teachers do. A good teacher knows a lot of stuff to help the child, but still, it's the parents' call. And we need to make sure that we're getting the kind of education for our children like they should have. Verse 6, they are kind who worm, worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. And I worked in property management at one time, and I saw single-parent moms that would move into an apartment and have uh, you know, one, two, three, four children makes no difference. And within a few days, this guy shows up, and he's there because their boyfriend, girlfriend, in that suite. Now he's there to get a free load off that woman, and they're 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 willing to do that. And I know in department management, we had to have that in our lease that anybody that was moving in after the lease was identified and was. Also, background checked because we didn't want anybody living in apartments that didn't have a background check passed. Why? Because there's children in apartments. And there's people. There's 16, 70, 80, 90-year-old people that are living there. They deserve it too. And these guys would invariably come in and they would sit around, smoke cigarettes, drink beer, and watch TV all day long. And I'm not exaggerating this. This was commonplace if you allowed it to go on. I believe that's what I think of when I read this verse. Verse 7, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That word in the Greek knowledge is, is uh, reverent. I won't say reverential. That's the wrong word. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> it's revelational. <laughs> There's a difference there. It's revelational. It's something that you know that you know that you know. Okay? It's Holy Spirit injected. They're never, see, they they learn and they learn and they learn and they learn, but they don't come to the revelational knowledge of the, of the Lord. They, some of these people are just, you know, they use the Word of God to punish people or to say this about it. They say, they can say, oh, you know, I've read that book before. Uh-huh. Well, what did you get out of it? What was on page 75? <laughs> That'll usually keep them quiet. Just as Janice and Jambers opposed Moses, those were two um, uh, sorcerers or magicians that dealt with Moses. They lost. They lost. That, now, this is the only time they're in the Bible, but that's what... Uh, History says that that's who they were. So also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds. Depraved. I don't know of a harsher word than just dead when it says depraved. And that word in the Greek means depraved. It's like it. Similar to insane, they're so evil, and they've fallen so far, and they're trying to do everything to oppose the truth. Just like there's people today that are doing everything they possibly can to kill, steal, and destroy the lives of others. And a lot of them are billionaires, and a lot of them are sorcerers. It's just—I mean, it's everywhere. We can stand. In the shield of faith, we can stand the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And by the way, that was the number one thing they taught us in the Marine Corps is your feet have to be in good condition. You can't get over there with the rifle if you don't have feet that are able to carry you over there. So preaching the gospel... It's tantamount to being able to partake in some of the other areas of the armor. Make sense? Okay. Depraved here, um, it means in the Greek to spoil entirely. Kind of sounds like that gangrene we talked about a while ago. Literally to destroy or figuratively to deprave. So it's a mind that is one step above death. It's that sick. And if you don't believe me, I've got some books to show you what some schools are showing. You better be ready to throw up. That's all I can say. It's that bad. I don't know of any of those in Oklahoma, but I'll tell you what. If, they, if anybody does, let me know. We'll have to get back in the demonstration business. Okay, there are men of depraved minds who, as far as faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far because, as in the case of these men, their folly will be clear to everyone. If you just start looking, you'll see it. Then there's a final charge to Timothy, verse 10. You, however, know all about my teachings, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings. Paul went through all of those. Don't think it's strange if you go through these or some of these. I can show you pictures from the people, the missionaries that we support. India's got floods again. And people, when they flood, they have to leave their homes and they come to the church because the church only has a foot of water in it rather than four or five feet like their house does. No food. Disease. That's the kind of things that they're putting up with in other places. We have something like a, a hurricane hits here, and we have measures to help people regain as quickly as possible. They don't have that there. So I'm believing God for some extra money to go to India this month. So just let that be a, a kind of word. We'll send whatever we get and probably some more. Hallelujah. I'm going to be personally contributing to it. Don't want to miss an opportunity to sow good seed into the kingdom of God. You get a bank deposit book. It says, heaven, bank of heaven. (laughs) I want to read that one again. You know all about my teachings, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me and Antioch, Iconum, Lystra, Lystra, the persecutions I endured. Yet, the Lord rescued me from all... Get it? Of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted... I don't think he stuttered when he wrote that. In fact, everyone, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So let me say this. So don't be surprised if you get persecuted. While evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived, they're rolling down the proverbial hill like a snowball. 14. But it's for you continuing what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know those whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. I'm going to stop right there. Monica Griffin will deal with the infants in this church when it's church time. I don't, I can't imagine. A children's director anywhere in America that's any better than she is. And I mean that. She's got the education. She's got the ability. Most of all, she's got the calling and the gift of loving those children. And no matter what, she makes sure that that's taken care of back there. When somebody asks me with small children, and we talk about coming to church. I said, we've got the best child person in America. And I mean that. We need to rejoice in the gifts that God's placed us here. And there are many of you right now that have tremendous gifts. Okay. And some of them are using this much and some are using this much. We're using this much. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, verse 15, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, Timothy was raised in a Christian home, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Do you know children today don't know who Moses was? They don't know who David was. They don't know who Noah was. They don't know who Adam and Eve were. They don't know anything. I'm not talking about all children. I'm talking about a good portion of them, though, even the ones that have been in church a lot. Because they don't get teaching, they get happy clappy. Let's all learn to smile at each other and make a little smiley face and post it on your forehead and everybody smile at it. Verse 16, we stand on this verse. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that all God's people may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Verse (coughs) 4. Excuse me, chapter 4. In the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead and view of his appearing in his kingdom, I will give you charge. So when he comes back, he's going to judge the living and the dead, meaning Those that are alive and those that are in the grave, and that includes people that uh, are dead in Christ and people that are dead in the world. I give you this charge preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. If that's not today, I don't know what is. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. But you, keeping your head in all situations, endure hardship. So endure hardship Keep your head by enduring hardship and endure hardship so that you can do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. (coughs) You're not going to win people to the Lord if you can't keep your head. You see somebody's head rolling down the street. They're not very well able to keep it. Verse 6, for I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. A drink offering was when they took water and poured it out on the ground. Okay? You can't recap that. I'm always remembered of the mighty men that were with David. They're in war, in a battle, front line against front line. David said, oh, that I had a water bottle, (laughs) a drink. And without him instructing, he just made a comment. They Get up and this guy goes and gets the water on the enemy lines and brings it back to David. He said, here you go, your majesty, my king. The guy, David takes it. He pours it out. He said, I'm not worthy of this. How many of us will pour out our lives as a drink offering for Jesus Christ? How many of us are willing to do whatever it takes, however hard it has to go, whatever kind of persecutions come our way? No matter what happens, we're willing to be poured out as a drink offering that's something that we need to be ready to do in these last days. Who's worth it? Some of you know the moravian story about the young people. They were taught and were going to be sent out. This goes back a couple hundred years ago going to go out two by two and preach the gospel around the world. So the Bible college prepared them for that. And they two would go here and two would go there and two would go here and two would go there. And their leader comes before them and he says, there's an island out in the Pacific, excuse me, the Atlantic Ocean, and it's owned by a man who has slaves there. Every person that's on that island is owned by him. I'm asking for two people who will say that they'll go to that island. Here's how you get there. You sell yourself to him for one-way passage. One-way passage. To spend the rest of your life. These are talking 18, 20-year-old people. The rest of your life. Excuse me if I did something. Oh, the devil's running away, praise God. that you would go there and spend the rest of your life speaking to the the slaves so they may be saved. Who will go? Finally, one young man says, I'll go. Okay, who wants to go with him? They look around, and a few minutes later, the guy goes, I'll go. So they pick the date that they would be would ship out, and they would send them off in prayer and shouts of joy. And they're sent off to go to spend the rest of their lives ministering to slaves so that they will be free in the spirit realm and free in eternity, the one that counts. And as they're sailing out, That first young man raises his hands and says, For the glory of the Lamb. They were pouring themselves out as a drink offering for the glory of God. I've read that story in several places, and I finally came across a place. Uh, By the way, this guy that owned the island didn't want any. Missionaries. He didn't want any Christians. If somebody capsized close to it, he'd put them on a far part of the island and let them get picked up later on. But he, he was the Antichrist spirit. I read later on that those young men were eventually delivered and set free themselves. God did deliver them out. If it be thy will, what did the Hebrew Hebrew children said? You know, well, if so, if it be so, if it be not, we're going to stand in the furnace, whatever. And they got thrown into the furnace, what, seven times hotter than it ever was? It should have just, shoo, crispy critters. What happened? They came out later. King went down there and saw them. He said, get them out of here. They've been in there. Didn't even smell like smoke. God delivered them. You see, this gospel message that we preach is real. It's eternal. And so many times, especially here in America, we don't recognize the severity of eternal life and really life on this planet. And we are having the greatest challenge ever with the number of people that need to be reached. But that is also the greatest opportunity for Jesus to shine that has ever been put in the hands of mankind. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's with you, around you. And Paul says, Continue in verse 6, and the time for my departure is near. He knew he wasn't going to be on earth much longer. He didn't say, I'm going to die. <laughs> he said, I'm flying out of here. <laughs> I love that. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord, the righteous Judge, will award to me on that day, and not me only, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearing. Next week we'll talk about Thanksgiving and a little bit about Advent, and then we're going to go back. And... Is it my fault? Come cast the devil out of this. This. Praise God. And then we're going to, we're not going to get into all the things in Revelation, so don't expect that. We're going to talk about other scripture readings and other things that are important that you can get. I'm not trying to write a book on last day so I can make a million dollars, just trying to. Do what the Lord tells me to do. (laughs) So, uh, but it's meaningful. It's so meaningful. And it's so, the timing is so right on. And so, there'll be some things that you may not have heard before. Maybe you don't agree with. That's okay. But this is inarguable what we've shared today. And it's important that we realize the calling that God has given us, that He's placed this generation in our hands, that we can reach those people. So, just going to ask you to pray for people. Start with your family. Start with those around you. Start with your coworkers or your students that you're in school with or however they are with you. And uh, I know a lot of you are doing a lot. So, keep on. We want to encourage you to do that. Praise God. So, you can look forward. This is actually number one message in this series, and uh, we'll be. <laughs> Glory. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We'll actually have part two of this on December the 4th. Okay? And uh, uh, can't wait. It's going to be good, 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 good. Uh, Some of it's going to get a little thick. You know? But we need that. We don't want to be asleep in the light. Uh, We may even pull up some more Keith Green songs. Uh, he had such a heart for people. Okay, that's the end of the message, but now I want to bring the offering to you. Everybody open all the uh, checkbooks and purses you have and get your phones out to the giving place and all that kind of stuff. Uh, seriously, I was going to bring an acre this morning, but that's okay because you couldn't see them. They're so small. I've got this big tree out in the front of my yard. It's about 35 feet tall, about that big around and it puts off about 2 million acorns every year. I mean, it is the most reproductive tree in America. You know, it's like you have to rake the acorns. Okay? But you know, it all started from one of those little seeds. And when you plant a seed in the kingdom, it not only grows to be a big tree, but it will reproduce after its own kind. And before you know it, if you don't pull all those suckers up after they come up, the ones you missed, you're going to have a forest in your front yard. Okay? So that's the way that when God created the universe, he put this law into motion. So everything reproduces after its own kind. So, you know, when you plant a seed... In the kingdom, you're planting for a reproduction, for a growth, for a progression in the kingdom. And it's the privilege that we get, just like it is to speak to somebody that's lost or somebody that maybe doesn't know what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is or needs prayer for whatever. So I just want to encourage you along those lines. Appreciate you so much. You're loyal. You're faithful. You're true. And I'm going to let Cammie—excuse me, I'm going to have to go back a minute. I'm sorry— On the screens this morning, we have gifting options online, Church of Tomorrow, and click the Give button at the top right of the screen. Also, there's a box at the back that says here, and there's envelopes and there's pens and you know the drill. Miss Cammie. Cammie. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: All right. Thank you, Pastor Dan. That was so good. Let's give, let's give our pastor a Praise hand Lord. clap Thank Thank for give, and Jesus for giving us that great word. Um, some announcements this morning. Okay, guys, so if you are in need or if you know somebody that is in need of a Thanksgiving meal, we want to take care of that within our reach. Um, so what we, we are asking you to do um, today is to fill out a Connect card in the back, um, on the counter back there, with as much information as possible so we can know if it's not for somebody in our church family, especially, put more information on there for and the total of number the total number of meals you would need or how many people are in their family, and we need to know that by today. Um, we're actually going to go tomorrow to pick up the the food and um, get it deliver it to people. So um, if you need that or know somebody that does, make sure you do that before you leave and then drop it in the. Dropbox there at the back where the offering goes. It says big arrow pointing right there. Um, let's see the next thing. Um, okay, so this Wednesday, November twenty-third, we will not have our normal Wednesday night service um, because of Thanksgiving. So we're just going to be extra super thankful that day, and um, we'll continue to meet next week um, and continue in life of the spirit next week. So not no service this Wednesday, and then do do do. Sorry going down my little list so Brad doesn't (laughs) Um, I think okay and so December 23rd we are having candlelight service Um, we won't have service on Christmas Day which is actually on a Sunday this year but we will have so that Friday before December 23rd we'll have candlelight service so make sure you put that on your calendar and get ready for that and I think that's all love you guys Pastor Dan you don't need a mic I get get two of them
0: (laughs) That's yeah, a double anointing, right? right? Praise God. Would you stand with me, please? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for Church of Tomorrow. Every person in here is so precious and so important. We thank you, Lord, for keeping everyone who's traveling safe and the people staying at home to keep them safe. Godspeed as they go their ways and as they celebrate the holidays and give thanksgiving and praise to you. We thank you, Father, that you prepare their tongue as a pen of ready rider to be able to preach the gospel, to be able to share the gospel, the life of Jesus Christ to all those that you point out to them and those that, Father, the God, that they have a compelling to be able to share with. We thank you for anointing us to be the messengers, to be the ambassadors, to be the ministers of reconciliation that you've called us to be. You've made us to be that which you have called us. We'll give you glory and praise and honor all in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. 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 Praise God. See you next Sunday.